It's the Snobbies! Uh, yeah, Alex, I'm not a good singer, so it's all about the ad-libbing in between lyrics. I can see that. I can see you being a good ad-libber. A lot of boner talk. It's a boners, talking about my erections. But if you listen to the music, it's very sexual. It's heated. Joey. It feels so good. Okay, that. Coming, oh, my God. <laughs> coming, in, coming back, coming in hot. We're going to start right there, ladies and gentlemen. A year and a half in the making. Uh, Welcome back to the Snubbies. Uh, it feels so good to be inside this again. I'm sorry. I'll stop with this. I think the, we should end stuff. it right there okay. at this point. Um, no. Evan, uh, God, Evan, I love you so much. <laughs> Joey, the feeling is way more than Where mutual. have you been all my life? Joey, it's funny because the last episode we did was over a year and a half ago. That's and crazy. we started off in the exact same way, like where have we been? And I, I believe we said life gets in the way, but yeah. in kind of like a Jeff Goldblum from Jurassic Park kind of a way. <laughs> Instead of life finds a way, life got in the way. <laughs> uh, no, Joey, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I, uh, I needed time to work on myself. Mm-hmm. I got some things right. Mm-hmm. You got sexy as shit as always. Thank you. I'm working and on it. And I refound my passion for movies. That's as beautiful. If, as if it ever went away. That's beautiful. But it never went away. And never... this isn't all your fault. This is a two-way street. I could have made more effort. Well, no, but there. I, I think in the last few years, like there was definitely like some resentment towards movies. You know, leaving the industry for you know you know okay for a little bit, just because you know you, you you get behind the curtain, you cheek you know cheek, <laughs> you check behind the curtain, you see the wizard doing his thing, and it's just uh-huh. kind of like you you know you, it loses the magic. And I refound the magic. I love that. I'm obsessed with movies, as I always usually have been, but more so than usual. So I'm fucking ready to go, man. Welcome back. Welcome back. So here, here's the thing. For audiences that are just joining us for the first time and for people that might have forgotten, here's the rules. Movies and, uh, movies and actors or directors or whoever that won an award that shouldn't have, we're going to take it away. And we're going to reassign it to the person or the movie that should have won. Hence the snubbies. People that got snubbed. I believe that's the name of the podcast, yeah. The snubbies. Did we say that yet? One more time. People know. It's the snubbies. People do know. We Welcome have back. we have fan. We have we have a fan. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Joey, before we uh before we went live, we both agreed no banter. We're just gonna jump right into it. We're gonna jump right into it. There's a couple things that we need to talk about. Go for it. What are we I mean, talk this about? is we we do a lot of Oscar talk. Yeah. And and you went to the Oscars. This is true. We I have to talk about it. Yeah. So without dating the episode too much, I did go to the Oscars this year. This year being 2020. Being 2020, <laughs> uh, the year, the movie year was 2019. The mm-hmm. the uh, the broadcast date was 2020. And how was it, Joey? It was glorious on a way that only Trump supporters can hate. Oh. And I mean that because it was, you know, not to be political, but it was it was over the top. It was so far over the top. It was like, how much money did they spend on this? Too much. And then they went 10 times that amount. It was fucking amazing. It was quite the show. I was thinking about you the entire time, obviously, watching it. Dude, absolutely amazing. And um, dare I say, uh, I mean, they had 10 open bars at the Dolby you know, it, it really? was yeah. It, it was just booze flying. Wait a minute, the whole I thought time. there was. I thought 
this was the sober awards. I thought the Golden Globes was the no, boozy the, one. The Golden Globes they serve the booze on the air. This one you have to go to the lobby to get the oh. drinks. I I wish I would have gotten this dude's name. Not that he listens. This dude on and if, if you're listening, you know who you are. The bartender, the main bartender on the third level, made the greatest Manhattan I've ever had in my entire life. Wow! Like put Bart Simpson to shame. Huh? So wait, people are getting lit like. Nominees? Oh, dude, I was lit the fuck up the whole <laughs> night. All <laughs> night long. And your boy? Was uh, he lit as well? No, he, he dude, he, so uh, my my best friend, Matt LaFave, uh, sorry, Joey, I love no, you. You're no, my second okay, best friend. It's okay. We need to talk about him. This is a big, <laughs> a big accomplishment for him. So. He was nominated for Best Short. Uh, his movie, um, uh, sorry, he's going to kill me for butchering this. It's either Saria or Saria. I think it's Saria. Okay. Um. It's uh, it's a true story about uh, this orphanage in um, Guatemala. I'm pretty sure it was Guatemala. It's about it, it's a true story about an orphanage in Guatemala. I don't want to um, I, I don't want to spoil it because it is amazing. And if you know nothing about it going into it, it's uh, it's heartbreaking. It's uh, it's very real. I personally think he should have won, but the Oscars tend to lean towards the happy go lucky stuff mm-hmm. for the shorts. You know what I mean? So he, uh, yeah, he fully subscribed to the whole just happy to be nominated thing, which is legit because yeah. you get there and you're surrounded by fucking Brad Pitt, Tarantino, mm-hmm. you know, everybody, the heavy hitters. And this was also the year that Parasite won. And Parasite, like you go, you went into that theater and there was just Parasite buzz all night. Hmm. Like I should have called my bookie right then and there. I should have just called them up and been like, yo, everything, but put the farm on Parasite because it's winning tonight. I mean, that makes sense. Everyone's talking about the odds. and Yeah, but I feel like, uh, you know, 1917 had won the Golden Globe going into it, mm-hmm. and it was everything. What Did you see Parasite? I did see Parasite. And Very it, impressive. It, extremely This impressive. was a great year. It was a fantastic year. I've heard year. people talk about, like, oh, it was kind of mediocre or whatever. I also just watched 1917. Epic. Uh, I mean. So this, this is my uh, my quick review of 1917. Yeah. Dare I say, a perfectly executed movie. Wow. I'm so glad you said that. Because when I describe it to people, I'm like, it's just kind of these guys running for two hours, but it's it's mm, so much more than that. It's so much more. Because I don't want to spoil anything for right. uh, for people who haven't seen it. Yeah. Because it is, epic is, um, it's not an understatement. It's and an it, epic movie. And it, I'm glad you say spoil because it's not, it, it's not that you would ever spoil the ending. But there is a major plot point halfway through the movie yes. that if you spoil it, you're like, well, now you're expecting it, you know, right. as what any spoil would be. But anyone who's seen the movie knows exactly what I'm talking about, because if you read the the log line of the movie, you're like, OK, I have I have an idea of how this is going to wrap up just from the log line. Mm. No, you don't. No, not at no, all. No, you don't. In very diverse group of films. Yes. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. If that would have won, I would have been perfectly happy. 1917, same deal. That's me. Personally. I thought Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was okay. Well, but you know the Academy loves to. They love Tarantino. You know, well they love Tarantino. They love films about films. Yep. They love to celebrate yep. the the industry. Exactly. Um, I mean, it was really well done. It was. Uh, yeah, I have I have no problem with the crop of this year. So anyway, short. Uh, long story short, yeah, the Oscars. Holy crap! Man. Over the top in a disgustingly fabulous way. You also had Joaquin and Renee Zellweger giving, I feel like, some of the most awkward best actor and actress yes, speeches yes. ever. Thank you for saying that. So that, that was the tone in the, uh, in yeah. the audience, too. <laughs> like At one point, everyone's looking at their watches like, um, Renee, 
you haven't said anything oh, for 20 man. seconds. And your forehead on? hasn't moved in four years. Well, I mean, that's Botox. What are you going to do? <laughs> but, like, yeah, Joaquin, like, that's Joaquin, nice. Joaquin had everybody. It's okay. Except your apology. Um, Joaquin had everybody in the palm of his hand. He did. And then out of nowhere, he drops the line. We've artificially inseminate cows. And people are like. Okay, um, I'm off the train at this point. That was fucking weird. Right? How about like, hey, thank you. This was a really great opportunity, and yeah, I get it. I get it. It's a great platform to make a statement, but like, ah, yeah, just, you, yeah. You were great. He's you were weird, great as the Joker. But he did bring it back at the end. He did with the you know with, with the, the brother, the thing. touch to his uh, his brother River Phoenix. Very yeah. touching. Yeah, it so. was a great it was a great Oscar. I'm so proud of yeah. you for being there. Lowest rated Oscar in history. Really? Yeah, but. Uh, Great night. What a great uh, night. It was yeah. fantastic. I can't I wait. It. I can't wait to go. Yeah. You got to get dude, there. You're going to get there someday. I'm going to get there. You are getting there. I'm going to get there. Hook but we're not rush. talking about nope. 2019 films. Well, do you want to do your favorite thing? You want to hear some uh, cool vibes? Yeah. All right. Here it is. we kind of needed to just reset and yeah because we're a little anxious because we haven't seen bad. each other in a minute yeah, it's, it's like hooking back up with a, a former lover totally my heart's racing i'm not gonna yeah. lie you know you always want to get back with the person you first made love to so you could show them how bad you got <laughs> totally it's like God, what was the best lay oh it was evan <laughs> 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 sorry every girl i've ever been with um i'm not gonna apologize to my wife because at least yeah I'm sorry babe love you she doesn't listen anyways okay joey <laughs> yes we discussed this ahead of time. We did. We are changing format. We are. How are we going to do it now? Uh, Doggy style. You know, <laughs> we, we ranted a lot, but we like to rant with each other. Yep. But we're going to refine it. We're going to tighten it up. We're going to get real tight. Nice and tight. Nice and tight. And we're just going to pick five films. Well, so what we would do before, and this is what was not. Well, I mean, I don't want to say it wasn't working. It was working for me just Definitely. fine. Uh, but it was running a bit long. That's what she said. Um, so instead of just listing every movie that came out that year and discussing it, um, we're going to mix it up. So we are going to continue to do the same, talk about all the nominees that were out that year. But then we're going to rein it in ourselves, and yeah. we're both going to present five new nominees. Because remember, the Oscars allow up to ten. Yes. So if we have no crossover, we could get up to ten nominees. I like that. And then we're just going to start disqualifying ones from each other because it is so fun to go through every film of those years and reminisce for sure we all we love films well it makes good for good clips and all that fun stuff so you know it's all it it's all good stuff that being said yeah we're gonna we're gonna tighten it up we're gonna tighten it up and um it, it, you know what's funny is i'm looking at the the list right now usually we go off the computer but i'm, I'm going off my phone now um 2015 the nominee class does not represent that year by any stretch of the imagination Oh, uh, by the way, we're doing best picture. Oh, thank I don't you. Think we, I don't think we mentioned that. Yeah, yet. sorry. Wow, should we start over completely? Because that was Whoops. horrible. 2015 best picture. So the the movie year were movies that were released in 2014. Correct. Okay. 
So here we go. 2015 Best Picture. Joey, what won that year? Uh, Birdman won that year. That's not the full title. You got the full title in front of there? It is uh, Birdman or The Unexpected Virtue of Ignorance. So right away, I'm getting a lot of, uh, you know, sniffing their own farts. Slightly uh, pretentious. Extremely pretentious. <laughs> that was, was that Alfonso Cuaron? Uh, Inuretu. Inuretu, sorry, my bad. Inuretu. Um, so right away, I will say this. I enjoyed Birdman. I did too. And revisiting this, when you first called me about this topic, I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember not feeling great about Birdman winning. Mm-hmm. Revisiting the year, it's like, ah, Birdman was good. Birdman was good. I I mean, looking at my list, Birdman is not on my list. My five. It's not. not it's, just, it's just not. That being said, it's a film that also celebrates the arts, mm-hmm. so I get it. So It was innovative. Well, we just got done talking about how 1917 was a, a technically perfect movie. Mm-hmm. Birdman is close. It's damn close. Um, I think where it's lacking is the story in general. Yeah, the, I mean the story is fine. I uh, Birdman is rewatchable. It is m- maybe not a lot, but maybe I could, not a lot. I I could sit down and watch it once or twice more before I check out. Yeah, I would I would rewatch it again. Um, yeah. Innovative to say the least. Technically it's, speaking, it's it, been done before, but it's, it's nice. It's nice to see it attempted. And yeah. I mean, I love Michael Keaton. I love Emma Stone. I love Ed Norton. Like I love everybody in the movie. They all crushed it. But I I don't need to see this movie. No, and I think it's dated. Really, uh, it's not timeless. Okay, you know. Okay, uh, the comments about Twitter. Uh, don't get me yeah. wrong. It yeah. is again. It's a grand statement about performing and and what our worth is and how we judge and evaluate our worth in society and all that. But yeah, it is very 2013, 2014. Yeah. No, good point. Um, so it's not on your list. It's not. No. Not, okay. Not for the best picture. Of the okay. Year. So I just want. I won't ask if each one is on your list. I just want to know if that one specifically was. So we already know right away. Birdman is not retaining this award. We are taking it away from Birdman. I did have a moment though where it's like. Do I put it on my list? That's fine. I feel like you and I are going to have drastically different lists. Okay. Extremely drastic. And maybe this isn't the last time we talk about Birdman. What are you thinking? Actor? Best actor? Well, definitely. Definitely. Although, again, in hindsight, I remember at the time I was really kind of irked that Michael Keaton didn't win. Who who did win it that year? Uh, Eddie Redmayne won. Oh, he was good, dude. He was well, let's, good. Let's talk about it. Theory of everything. I mean, not rewatchable. Not rewatchable. You never go full retard. You know, <laughs> he was, dude. It's not Down syndrome. <laughs> all right, it's all Lou right. Gehrig's you know disease. What? You know what it is? I watched it with my girlfriend, and we. She asked me if this happened to to you or me. You know, would you would we stay together? She said she would leave me. And I was like, are you kidding me? I'll walk hmm. out right now. And then she retracted. And now ever since then, it's like, oh, well, I tell people that it's my girlfriend. If I ever got Stephen Hawking's disease, she would leave me. Wow. Yeah. So I'm a little, it's a little sensitive I, for me. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a little shocked by that one, to be honest with you. But it was a good movie and he did a great job. He did. Well, he won the Oscar for it as I, well. He should. Yeah. Michael Keaton. I think everyone was just like, we got to give it to him. It's his lifetime achievement award. This is the time. Another day. Yeah. Another snubby. Yeah. Okay. 
We're talking best film of that year. So, Theory of Everything, great movie worth a watch, but not rewatchable. No. Cool. Moving on. Uh, Selma. This is the only one of... The, uh, actually, there's two movies I didn't see on this. Selma and Grand Budapest Hotel were the two that I haven't seen for oh, this. Oh, wow. Um, because you know my feelings on Wes Anderson, and I he can know. eat a dick. Um, we're going to talk about so, it. We waste so much time talking about that <laughs> Is bullshit. it a waste? Okay. It's horrible. Um, Selma, I unfortunately did not see, but everything that I I know from people that watched it were like, yeah, it was good. And that was kind of the general it was consensus. Good. It was good. Do we want to run down the list of the films that did get nominated? Yeah, we can just do it all in one fell swoop. So okay. go for it. I'm going to hear your voice. Uh, so Birdman won. American Sniper nominated. Clint Eastwood. Uh, Boyhood. Linkletter. I have a lot to say about that. So do I. Grand Budapest Hotel. Beautiful film. Uh, Imitation Game. Didn't see it. Watched the first 15 minutes of it the other day. Better than it should have been. Okay. I also just didn't think, okay, this, is, this isn't going to change my life or change my perspective on life. I only watched 15 minutes of it, so I feel bad uh, saying that. Okay, we can, we can go back to that. Okay. Um, Selma was nominated, The Theory of Everything, and Whiplash. Cool. Okay. Um, so, all right, so we talked about Selma. Meh. It, it was good. good. It good. wasn't not, the good, best not great. film of that year. Okay. Um, it, let's get Wes Anderson out of the way. Talk to me about Grand Budapest. Okay. Here's my case. It's one of his best films. Beautifully written, beautifully production designed. Okay, you got me. You're shaking your head at me. It's 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 an above average Wes Anderson film. Does that make it No, because all his movies are the exact same thing. The and the reason why I say that is because all his camera angles are the exact same thing. <laughs> That's true. Uh it's not his best film. In my opinion, so it's... I I don't like how Wes Anderson gets an automatic nomination for everything that he does. It's <sighs> it's not great. It's not great. That's not true though, is it? It's pretty much. I mean, I think the la the last movie he did, what I Love Dogs, he didn't get nominated for, yeah. but it's because it was like this quirky animated, tried to redo Fantastic Mr. Fox kind of thing. Well, I mean that that says something though. I mean, he's a great filmmaker. He's a great writer. I disagree. Wow. Disagree. You're so cold. Joey, you're better than him. Well, I thank you. Jesus, I'm so flattered. Uh, Attorney of the Movie is fucking beautiful. Well, thank, you, thank you. Beautiful filmmaking. Thank you. Go on. But no, but for real. I mean, for a generation of, of film lovers, you know, he's spoke to us. This is okay, this is without being snarky, this is mm -hmm. this is my complaint. Okay, go ahead. I can't watch a single one of his movies without realizing I'm watching a movie. Everything about his movies No doubt takes me out of it. No doubt. That's what I can't stand about it. Okay. Sorry. Can't just enjoy the entertainment of a... Not really. I can't enjoy anything fourth these wall. days. No. Okay. No, can't do it. Okay. Moving on. Was, Moving that, on. was that on your list? Tell me. It was, but now <laughs> staring into your eyes, I don't know if... Because uh, I have some honorable mentions. And that okay. will rip through. It won't okay. take too long. Okay. I, but now I'm like, oh, should I swap out Budapest? Nah. It's really good. Um, I'll just touch on Imitation Game really, really quickly. Yeah, please do. Tell Def me. Definitely worth a full watch. Okay. Um, the the uh, like the the theme and the message behind it gets lost in the actual action of it. Mm -hmm. Um, it's just a really fascinating story. It's really fascinating. Hmm. It 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 had me because it's like I'm gonna tell you this once. You have to keep up. It's like ooh, like what an intriguing he, narrative. So, so the movie is about the guy. Uh, what the hell's his name? God damn it. It's, he's played by, uh, oh my God, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Thank you. Yes. Um, 
the guy who invented computers, who was also a... An ex- Alan Turing? Thank you, Alan Turing. Um, the man who invented computers uh, did it to help uh, the war, uh, help the Allies defeat uh, Germany in World War II. That's how basic computers were invented, was to stop Adolf Hitler. Hmm. Um, he was also a closeted homosexual, and uh, that aspect of his life is insanely tragic. Hmm. So if you're looking for like a, like an interesting like spy kind of movie or like biopic, it's great for that. But then it throws this horror like horrifying tragedy that mm. comes out of it. So not like the Aaron Hernandez doc. Oh, that too. That messed me up for a good little bit. I had no idea. Oh, um, I didn't believe it for a while, and then I was like. You had all those. If you guys don't know what we're talking about, uh, the trial is it the trial of Aaron Hernandez? I believe or, so. Yeah, Murderous Minds, Aaron Hernandez, yeah. something like that, on Netflix. Really um, good. You add all those things together, and you're like, well, that was just a recipe for a homicidal maniac. Like, of course, that was going to happen. Yeah. Um. Anyways. Anyways. Okay. So, uh, yeah, Imitation Game was Imitation Game the best film made that year? No. Okay. Nope. Moving on. Um. Let's go. Um. Let's go. American Sniper. Okay. Hit me. I have a little bit of a Ron Howard, Clint Eastwood thing going on here. I'm off the Clint Eastwood train. Good. So am I. Did you see The Mule? No. It was bad. No desire to. I'm going to go ahead and say it. It was bad. I feel, you know where he lost me? And again, not to be political, Mm -hmm. but this lost me because I can no longer look at his movies without this like twist of everything has like a political meaning behind it now was when he was at the Republican National Convention and mm. was talking to the empty chair as if it was Obama <laughs> for 20 minutes. And people are just like, does he know he's doing what he's doing? Yeah, and, and the mule, not to go off track too much, but there's like five or ten minutes of like him in his car singing to songs on the radio, and you're like, what? The premise was so great, and it just was poorly executed. And then on top of that, the propaganda of this film... I mean, it's is Americana propaganda as, as it gets. American Sniper I'm talking about now, going back to this. Yes, 100% agree. Well done. Probably one of his better films. I just don't like his films in general. So can we talk about the controversy a little bit? Sure, yeah. So the, the guy, so uh, American Sniper, based on true story, the, the thing about him is that if you look at his merits, what he did in the service... You can talk about him being a hero. Personally, I don't tie that title to people who do what he did. Mm-hmm. Um, that being, you know, killing people in other countries when yeah. we don't necessarily need to be there. I mean, that's my my personal feeling. That's I mean, the propaganda. That's the propaganda. But you know, if if you want to spin it like you know, fight the fight the enemy on their soil, not on ours. Cool. Let's go down that rabbit hole then. Mm-hmm. Let's go down the controversy that Clint Eastwood did not touch on in American Sniper, and that being this dude that uh, Chris uh, Chris Kyle. No, no, no. no. Uh, well, yeah, it's Chris Kyle, but um, Bradley Cooper. Bradley, sorry, oh, Bradley gotcha. Cooper. Um, this guy, Chris Kyle, that Bradley Cooper is portraying, said that during Hurricane Katrina, he went. Climbed to the top of the Superdome and killed people from the top of the Superdome. Hmm. Sniped them. Black people. I don't remember like, this Like, specifically all. said, like, black people. Wow. Here, now, here's the thing. Did he? Here's the thing. Here's the controversy on top of the controversy. 
There's no proof that he actually did that. But he said that he did. So let's go down both holes at the same time. Either A, he's telling the truth and fuck him. Not okay. Or B, he's lying. And why the fuck would you lie about that? Also not okay. So regardless, now let's back up. Let's back it up a little bit. Mm -hmm. Beep, beep, beep. Of course he has issues. He sure. has PTSD up the wazoo. Sure. And sure, his death was tragic, especially in the in the you know, the scope of his family, and I wouldn't wish that on anybody and all that stuff. But since all of that controversy was such a large proponent of the final days the final months of his life, that's a pretty big thing to gloss over. Yes. Are, are we going to gloss over? Are, are we going to do a biopic of Jeffrey Dahmer and be like, we're going to excuse the fact that he, you know, fucked corpses and ate people. <laughs> like, we're just going to forget that because no, that that's happened, really important because that happened towards the end. That's really important. Yeah. And same with this big lie. So, you know, looking at it from the Clint Eastwood perspective, he's going to ignore the worst of this guy at the expense of painting him as an American hero that I don't necessarily think that that title is deserving well and then what became of it right it was huge in the red states it was a huge box office hit yep it was a huge hit for awards and all that so it's like okay you accomplished making a film that was good enough to reap the benefits yeah exactly was it that great though like when it comes down to it was that film great it was good. So I will say, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed for every, it as well. For everything that I just said, I, I actually did enjoy it. The second half got so propaganda-y, though. It did, but here's... If you take all the propaganda out of it... Yeah. There's one reason I'm disqualifying it for Best Picture Contention. Tell me. The fake baby. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was in the industry for over 12 years. Uh-huh. I know how lifelike these dummy babies can be mm-hmm. they picked a rigor mortis baby that did the joints didn't move and i'm like i've held fake babies that felt like real babies mm-hmm. clint eastwood dude your movies have big ass budgets you couldn't have gotten one of those fake babies i love that that's the disqualifier it 100 percent is hell yeah so Good. we're done. Moving on. We're done. Moving on. Ignore the controversy. Congratulations, it's got a, America. It's got a fake baby. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. So that's going to leave us. Okay. Now let's continue to talk about movies that I can't stand. Let's talk about boyhood. Yes. I am so with you. Then let's not spend a lot of time talking about it. Let's, let's sum it up as this. Hey, Linklater, Ladder, whatever the hell your name is. You spent, was it 10 years? You spent 10 years. 10 years filming a movie, a chunk of time. A chunk at a time every year. Yeah. Where was the fucking story? There, yeah. Void. Uh, I, I it can, was really uninteresting. I can understand adjusting the story to fit the times as you move along. Yes, when you start this movie, yeah. social media wasn't a thing. Suddenly it is. You can incorporate that in there. Sure. He clearly had no vision. <sighs> Great concept. Right, high, high, but like great the, concept. The Seven Up series d- does this really well. The documentary series Correct. Seven Up, yeah. Um, Ethan Hawke was great. Patricia Arquette 
was good. The kid Meh. was bad. Most of the performances were bad because that's why you shoot a film in sequence yep. so they can get into that world. Yep. It just it was too just disjointed and it wasn't enjoyable. And for people for people sitting back that were saying that year like Boyhood is such an accomplishment. Was it really? Cuz I can go and play a game of Madden once a year for 10 years and win the championship and that's more of an accomplishment than this fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's bad. It's totally bad. Totally. And again, props to Linkletter for the concept. Sure. Just the execution wasn't there, so it wasn't the best movie. I, I would have rather seen him shoot half the movie ten years ago and then come back and pick up the same actors and shoot the second half. I agree. Well said. Because it would have flowed better. Yes. And it the the writing would have been better. The performances would have been better. Bingo. Good job. Moving on. Boyhood, okay. not so good. So we're there's one movie that I need to talk about, and I'm actually going to lead it off with the first of my nominees. Wait, The Theory of Everything? No, we already talked about The Theory of Everything. Did we? Oh, yeah. Eddie Redmayne. I made a super yeah. inappropriate comment. Dude, yeah. You, yeah you okay, we're talking about acting. Okay. You call them retarded, dude. Moving what the on. hell? Sorry. That's a, that's, a, that's a letter word now. That's an R word. We have I the know, N word totally and the R word. I totally said that. My sister's going to be so mad. <sighs> I'm sorry. I'm talking whiplash, brah. Did you see Whiplash? Oh, I saw Whiplash. Whiplash was the tits. That's We're going to be saying. talking about Whiplash tonight. I. Why did you look at me really aggressively right there when you said that? <laughs> I'm a little concerned. You know, because I, oh, I was like, fuck, this is a podcast. It doesn't matter if it's night or day. You saw the gears grinding on my head. Um, as I long love as Whiplash. the gears aren't grinding somewhere else later, I'm okay with that. <laughs> um, Whiplash was fucking awesome, it dude. Was awesome. I like. Obviously, it's my first nominee. It's the last of the original batch. It's my first nominee. It's also my first nominee. Oh, too. crossover first, yes. up, right out the gate. Sorry, love it. Coronavirus. We can't touch each other. It's yeah, as much as we want to. <laughs> um, beautiful film, start to finish. Dude, acting was flawless. And it's like. Damien Giselle, 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 Gizzle. I just listened to him say it himself, so I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna remember." Um, the dude knows how to make a film. Oh, 100 percent. I'm a big fan of his. One best supporting actor, rightfully so. Definitely. Absolutely. Miles Teller. Miles Teller was snubbed. fantastic. Snubbed. Yeah, absolutely, he was. Uh, dude, that car crash scene out of nowhere. It's a really, 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 really good movie that stands the test of time. Okay, so jumping forward a couple of years, I uh, I really like La La Land. This movie did more to make me want to appreciate jazz music more than La La Land. Truly. Um, well, and La La Land, again, was his kind of love letter to the industry to a certain sure, degree. Sure, sure. Um, and even uh, First Man, it... it it lacked a little bit, I think, pacing-wise and whatnot, but the guy knows how to make a movie. I mean, it was really well, well executed. When I first heard that there was a movie coming out about drumming, I was like, yeah, I saw a drum line. I know what's up. You know? And, and I'm a former drummer. Like, I, I can appreciate it. I didn't expect it to be dramatic. I didn't expect it to have the execution that it did. You can't hear it now because we're recording, but right now that song, uh, Caravan, is playing behind us right now, and it's a fantastic fucking song. And then, dude, to end the movie with that, like, five-minute drum solo, whatever it is that he does. Oh, man. Even to open the movie. Unbelievable. With a shot of, you know, him playing. And I actually just watched this uh, interview with the director, and he's, you know, he wanted it to be kind of this militant kind of sound to start it out. Yeah. And I, oh, I like that. walks in out of darkness into J. the K. light. Simmons. Um, 
I mean, that movie's near perfect. You know what I like about that movie is they're both the antagonist. They're both the protagonist. They're each other's antagonist. Truly. And, I mean, J.K. Simmons is his rational, rationale, his reasoning. Mm-hmm. Let's dumb that <laughs> word down a little bit. His reasoning for being the prick that he is in that movie is what yields the result that he wants. It's justified. And you can relate yeah. with them. It's justifiable prick aside. And he's so good. It's like he builds him up and breaks him down and yep. starts all over again. Yep. <sighs> Fantastic. Very movie. well written. Beautifully shot. Extremely well executed. Fantastic. In the yellow. We were talking about this. The one. Academy got this one right. All right. Joey, give me one of yours now. I know that was one of yours, but give me one of yours. That was one of mine. Um, in... Honor of Parasite winning Best Picture being a foreign film. I'm going to nominate a foreign film from this year as well. I'm glad you did because I did not, and I was hoping that one of us was going to be not uh, a white Great. nationalist. I hope you've seen this Force Majeure. I know what you're talking about. I have not seen it. Okay. It's being remade. Oh, really? By I, With Will Ferrell. We, uh, that sounded really sarcastic. I didn't mean to say it like that. <laughs> oh, just, really? I'm just <laughs> I'm curious what the remake's going to be like because this film is... Beautiful. Is this a comedy? No. Give me. I, so I know. I know that there's like an, an event in the movie. Give, give, give me the plot. So, a uh, affluent Swedish family goes on a ski vacation. Um, beautiful first opening shot. I mean, the the, the cinematography's second to none. Uh, and uh, they're sitting and having breakfast or lunch, and an avalanche happens far away, and. They're all enjoying it, and they're like, oh, it's okay, it's controlled, it's controlled, and it gets closer and closer. Uh, it gets so close that everybody in the restaurant panics. It's an outdoor deck, and everyone has to run. The father runs without grabbing his children. The mother grabs the children to protect them. Just bails himself. Just bails himself, which leads to the rest of the film, which is really kind of dissecting that moment as well as their relationship and their family and what's important. Um, beautifully well done. Not only is it about parenthood, it's also about a love relationship and you know wow. the respect you have for your other one. I'm gonna run out and check this out. I've, it's I've, it's really been on my done. list. It's been on my list for a really long time. Man, um, yeah, I I really want to see it again. It kind of checks all the boxes, cinematography wise, acting wise, writing. It's undeniably one of the best films made that year. Wow, that's a strong statement. Yeah. Um, I am going to throw out there um, the movie that that year I remember saying that this was my favorite movie um, Foxcatcher hmm. Steve Carell snubbed for best actor if he was going to win best actor in his career it was going to be this year he got nominated though he got nominated for sure um, Tough pe- year then. People say actor. people say his prosthetic nose got nominated. Yeah. Um, so the story of Foxcatcher, based on a true story of a uh, a multi multi millionaire uh, family, you know, family made their money selling weapons to the government and all that stuff. Um, he to say he has issues. You saw it, right? I did not see. Oh, it. you did not see no, it. No, I watched <gasps> the trailer today, though. <laughs> Joey, how am I going to justify this to you if well, you haven't seen it? I don't. I just. I. I didn't hear many good things about it. I'm fact, telling I, you, it's fucking great. <laughs> oh my god. So, so this dude, Dupont, the Dupont family, I think yeah. is what they. So he basically, 
is has always been searching for acceptance from his uh, from his mother decides that the way he's going to do it is start a wrestling school because what's more manly than than wrestling, wrestling than wrestling and there i mean we can talk about wrestling professional wrestling amateur wrestling mm-hmm. and you know at, at some point you're going to bring up the uh the overall sensation that there is some sort of homoerotic <laughs> activity <laughs> behind this right there is that's a bit of his character is that there's something more to wrestling than the sport with him. Okay. Whether it's trying to show like a physical prowess with him that doesn't exist mm-hmm. to show that he's a man. Yeah. Or the fact that he secretly is closeted gay. I don't know if that's true about him as a person in real life, but they definitely hinted at that quite a bit. When he kind of talks down to Channing Tatum's character a lot, tries to break his, him, yep. even though he's this, yeah, you know, giant of a so, man. So, so Channing Tatum is a um, is a his brother is a uh, uh, amateur wrestling champion, like world class champion, and Channing Tatum is the next generation behind him. Well, not next generation. He's the next. He's the next one in line behind Living him, in his basically. Somewhat, right. right. And so, in order to get out of his shadow, he goes to live with this Dupont guy, form uh, the Foxcatcher Wrestling Academy, hence the name of the movie. And they end up bringing the brother in to kind of coach and it like the school becomes great. But then there's like this battle between DuPont and Mark Ruffalo's character. Mark Ruffalo snubbed hmm. um, and it has an extremely tragic ending. Hmm. But the whole movie, what is it, two plus hours? It is it's a clinic on building suspense from the first frame. Okay. It is a clinic. Because you, without now, knowing, Whiplash builds suspense. Yes, it does. In, in a great way. It uses the music to build mm-hmm. the suspense. It's fantastic. And it uses the rhythm. This uses the visuals. Okay. The cinematography is extremely dark. Not not that you can't see it, but it's it's dirty. It's a dirty cinematography, mm-hmm. even though it's beautifully shot, if that can reconcile sure. in your brain. Um, it, it's fantastic. And the story is horribly tragic. Don't if you haven't if you don't know what the story is, don't look it up because when the ending happens, you're like, oh, shit. Based on a true story. Uh, it's 100 percent true. Gotcha. Yeah. OK. Um, oh, dude, I really wish you'd seen it because oh, it was man. it was going to make a strong run for my pick. OK, well, we'll come back to it. We'll come back. I'm going to gonna, I'm gonna transition nicely. Hit Mark me. Ruffalo. So uh, my lady, if she ever got a hall pass, <laughs> it would be Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> And so we, there's a lot of Ruffalo jokes around here. My hall pass, it was, well, currently it's Charlie's their own. I just kind of have this thing going on right now. That's not a bad choice. Not at all. Uh, I parked a car once. <laughs> I almost lit my business card in it. But back in 2014, my hall pass was Scar Jo. Yep. Scarlett Johansson. It's short. It's a, it's a nickname for her. Uh, which leads to my next nominee, Under the Skin. Joey, absolutely. Um, I just watched this movie for the first time today, and this is the movie that snuck in as my last nominee. Evan, I just watched this movie two nights ago. Dude, this movie is fan-fucking-tastic. It's really good. It's it's That's an understatement. It is fantastic. It... it <sighs> It touches so on so many things this. on what it is to be a human. Yep. Her performance. Okay, let's give the plot so you know so people because I'm sure that this is probably going to be the one movie bes- maybe besides Force Majeure mm-hmm. that nobody saw that's listening right now. Which is crazy because it's on a bunch of like best 
best films list of but that year. It is extremely out there, and it did go under the radar. It is very much. It out is there. out there. So here's here's the plot, and this is. It's funny because I could I could break this movie down shot by shot mm-hmm. all day long. The plot is, uh, I was going to say Charlize Theron. Scarjo. Scarjo. Scarlett Johansson is an alien Mm -hmm. um, who seduces men in Scotland? Scotland. In Scotland. Uh, Basically drives around, seduces men, brings them back to a secluded house where through some really funky camera tricks and some very amazing production design, um, basically ends up. I mean, how would you describe it? Like sucking the life out of them, sucking the life out of them, absorbing the life them out into of them, like a black pool, a black pool that literally like sucks everything out of them until they're just the skin is left. Oh my god, it's so good. It's really, really There's messed a skin up. motif. Yep. So, uh, so I, I have to, I have to give major shout out right now. Yeah, Studio A twenty four. They Such quality. Work. They have not failed me yet. I mean, they the most the most recent thing that I've seen. I haven't seen Midsummer yet, but Hereditary was my favorite movie from 2018. Huh. So I flip I flip that. I've seen Midsummer. I didn't see Hereditary. Midsummer is oh. really good. I I would. I'm sure I'm gonna love it. Hereditary, dude. Hereditary fucked me up for a couple days. And I really want to see in it. in a great way. No one wants to see it with me. It's it a, like looks too scary. It's well, it is. It is very scary to me. It's the scariest movie since The Shining. I know a lot of people have said that. Mm. I'm I'm one of them, and mm. a lot of other people are going to be like, "That's bullshit. You don't know what you're talking about." Um, but let's get back to Under the Skin. Um, this movie, the masses will know as the movie that ScarJo went full frontal. Right, and that's how I remember hearing about it. It's like, oh, you right. get to see your boobies. Right, but I gotta say. There was nothing sexual about it. No, and it's just—it's more of just like this experience of what it is to be a human. Yeah, because she's not, she's not. But the, I think the point of the movie—well, um, I'm pretty sure because it's—it's definitely a slow burn, as most mm-hmm. of a twenty-four movies are. Um, it, you're looking at her, un- start to understand what it is to be human, and whether or not she actually wants to continue down this. Well. I mean, it's it's survival. It's what they do. It's how they it's how they survive. Is like consume humans like that, right? Right, and it's kind of left to interpretation. It's a little a, it's bit. ambiguous. It's definitely not explained very yeah, well. There is a lot of ambiguity. But that's to this not movie. the point. No, that's not the point of this film. No, it's um, it's funny because like when I'm when I'm watching, I'm like, I feel like this is a movie that is uh, a complete metaphor for promiscuity in women and everything, and how it's um. I feel like this movie is an allegory for women underst- like learning and understanding what promiscuity is, like how it's used and everything. I could be completely fucking wrong. Well, no, because she learns as the film goes on, like what happens between the relationship between men and women. And because she asks guys, do you think I'm attractive? And Yeah. But it's, you know, it, it's, she uses she that as a... Well, she uses that as a weapon. Yes. But then begins to understand that it's not necessarily something that should be weaponized. Right. Or is it? The man on the motorcycle, you know, using yeah. it as a weapon. Right. Um, really oh, great. I'm great so film. glad you brought that up. Jonathan Glazer directed Sexy yeah. Beast. You've you've mentioned that one before. Love that movie. I got to see that one next. He's uh, so the dude knows how to make a movie. Um, completely snubbed. Yes, agreed. As time goes on, right? What films 
do you look back on and be like, wow, that was a great film from that year? This is one of those films. So I, I'm going to use this example, uh, uh, this comparison, even though it's a kind of a superficial comparison because of the visuals of it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to compare it to 2001 A Space Odyssey. Not, You're not, not the first. Right, but not because of like there's like, there's abstract colors, there's abstract color patterns and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I compare it to it because there's not a definitive meaning behind this movie. And the, it is open for an insane amount of interpretation. And it is very ambiguous and obscure. And I mm-hmm. fucking love it. Um, That's what a good film should do, though. You should go get coffee or go have a drink afterwards and talk about how the film affected you. What or you start your own it? podcast so you can talk or about this kind of stuff. And, talk about it. and it's not just because we love Scar Joe and Jonathan Glazer. This is a great, great film. It, uh, I mean, it makes you feel... The whole range of emotions might be. I mean, I'm gonna go like top five all time uh, underrated movies. I love that. I love that. The ending is so strong. It's strong beginning, middle, oh, end. Oh, the, the, the ending. I yeah. I was like literally sitting in my office watching this. I mean, I was I was working. Don't worry. Um, but it, it was running in, in my office, and I'm just like the ending was happening. I'm like, holy shit! This changes my entire perception of the entire movie. Totally, totally. So you're gripped the entire time, ScarJo. Totally got snubbed. Yeah. Because she does a great you know, job. You know, um, all these guys that, that she picked up along the way yeah. weren't actors. They actually filmed her picking these guys up. Huh. She would bring them to that house, and then there would be the film crew, and they'd be like, hey, guys, this is actually a movie that we're filming. If you want to continue, we'd love to have you. Um, wow. But all of these reactions to these guys being picked up by Scarlett Johansson were legit. Wow. So I was, I was going to ask you this. Did... It's either it's either me not being able to understand the Scottish accent, or I wasn't sure if it was they intentional. did it on purpose. Was it intentional that some, well, it, some it of was, it was just gibberish? It was, right? No, that's how that's how Scottish people talk. Okay, certain certain. I, I wasn't regions. sure if it was a creative decision where it's like let's make it a little bit gibberish until you the part no, that you can't understand is the pickup. It was lines. It was an intentional decision to not clean it up. Okay, if that makes sense, because she plays kind of a British accent. A little English bit, accent. yeah, definitely, definitely a lot more not Scottish. It's definitely not a lot more thing. understandable. Now, here's the other thing: the dude with the uh, the disability. Yes, the elephantitis. One hundred percent real. Stop. Really? Now he's an actor, but huh. that was not makeup. That was one hundred. Scene that is. So there's a scene in the movie where she, because she's going around picking up all these guys so that she can bring them back to the house and suck the life out of them. No, no pun intended. Mm-hmm. And one of these guys that she picks up is this guy who's hitchhiking in the middle of the night, or not even hitchhiking, just walking to the store in the middle of the night. She picks him up. Very clearly, the reason why he's going to the store at night is because he has this, you know, this affliction where he has these non-cancerous tumors all over his face. It, I mean, it's it's elephantitis. If you've seen the Elephant Man, it's the mm. it's. I think it's the same thing, if not very very similar to Probably. it. Um, and there's just this amazing scene, and I think this is where she, as the character, starts to turn, because here's this person that does not fit the uh, qualifications of beauty as Earthlings would hold it to be, and she sees this tenderness inside of him. And well, it's the first time that she has empathy. You know, good good choice of words. She, Absolutely, she picks up on all these guys. She sends them into the black void. This was the first one that, not to spoil, she lets go. Yes, great film, amazing film, amazing film, amazing, absolutely amazing. And horrible. My my concern 
is that people, some of the listeners are going to go out, watch this and be like, what the fuck are they talking about? Go watch it. It's listeners. a, so here, so here's if you're my, listening to us, you should listen to us. <laughs> here's my warning. It is a slow, slow burn. It is. It's very slow, but let if, it burn though. Yeah, man. Pour the gas on and just let it burn. Whew. Great film. I am really glad that you brought that up, man. I'm so glad I did, too. Oh, fantastic. Okay, What do you got? All right, so you brought that one up. Um, all right, so we've done Whiplash. I've done Foxcatcher, Under the Skin. I've got two left. How many do you have left? I guess two now since okay. you got me questioning Budapest. All right, so I'm going to um, go really outside the box here. Okay. Um, but not really. Joey, we since we've last recorded, mm-hmm. Avengers Endgame has come and gone. Yeah, love those movies. And it, you don't. I do. Oh, you do? Okay. I, I really I, do. I sense some sarcasm. No. Um, they were, I mean, for a long time, I remember being on an anti-comic book movie kick just because mm-hmm. I was kind of tired of them, but I didn't understand what they were leading to. Now that I know, I've gone back and watched all the, you know, the previous ones and have a deep, deep appreciation for them. Yeah. There are, they're all great. Um, but there are a few that stand out. One of them is Guardians of the Galaxy, which was out this year. Fantastic yes. movie. Great, great film. That's not what I'm talking about. Okay. As great as Guardians of the Galaxy is, yeah. there is arguably the best Marvel movie came out this year, and that is Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Really? That movie stands alone. Huh. Or should I say can stand alone? Because obviously it incorporates into the whole lexicon of Marvel. It's okay. definitely it's definitely uh it's definitely a part of the franchise. But that movie has more action storytelling than any other movie in that franchise. Oh, you know what I'm confusing it with Civil War, which it was okay. It was fun. I wasn't that impressed with it. It, it was fun for what it was. Um, it, it was, Civil War really should have been like Avengers Part 3. Mm-hmm. That's what it should have been. Um, but Winter Soldier hmm. has insane storytelling. Better than Ragnarok. Huh? I love Ragnarok. Don't get me wrong. Super fun. Ragnarok, that's exactly. It was fun. It was awesome. The rewatchability on, on Ragnarok might be Very the high. most. Might yes. be the most of any of the of the Marvel movies. Yeah. Um, Captain America and the Winter Soldier might be one of, if not the best Marvel series movies. Wow. Are yeah. you nominating it? Yes. Wow. That's that's my fourth pick. That's my fourth nominee. Captain America and the Winter Soldier. I mean, I it wasn't even on my radar to like watch or like don't get me wrong, I love all these Marvel movies. I haven't seen all of them though, so that's one I missed, just because. Oh, you didn't see I it? No, I had no. <gasps> no, so you're gonna have to convince me. Joey, you're gonna have to convince me it's better than uh, some of my nominees. Well, you know who the Winter Soldier is. Um, refresh my memory. It's Bucky. Bucky. His buddy Bucky, the the Winter Soldier. The guy. If you've seen Avengers, you know who. Or the Endgame or Infinity War. He's the guy with the the metal arm. Dude, it's. It, it, our boy, um, Sebastian, Sebastian Stan. Stan. Yeah. Weren't you there when he got the phone call for this? I was. I stood right next to him when he <laughs> found out he was going to play uh, Bucky Dent, the Winter huh. Soldier. Wow. Yeah, I was not. This is not on my radar. Dude, you got to go see it. Okay. You have to. Because, it, A, it, to me, it, it sets up the Avengers better than anything else. Wow. Because it, it shows how far the Steve Rogers character goes. Okay. And comes from. 
he's more than just a you know someone that was like frozen in ice for a while and thawed out and all that stuff. Like this is where it, I think when you go back and watch this now, you're gonna start. You're gonna go back and then watch Avengers and an uh, Endgame and be like, oh, he's had internal conflict for a long time. Gotcha. I mean, I love me some Chris Evans. This dude. Seriously, if he was going to get nominated for any of these Marvel movies, it'd be this one. Interesting, because I did have a honorable mention, another Chris Evans movie from this year, Snowpiercer. Is that one of your nominees? Because that's my fifth and final nominee, Joey. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I was because I was after our little Budapest talk, I was like, man, what do I replace it with? And I really like Snowpiercer. Joey, this is the movie. So behind the scenes. I I texted you. I said, there's a movie I don't think you've seen. I need to make sure that you see it hmm. before we do this episode. This is what I was talking about. The weird jelly that they have to eat. Oh, we have talked about this. We've talked about, We've talked about Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer's Dude, good. Snowpiercer, no, it's not good. It's fucking great. It is fucking great. It, I love when you swear. Um, have I told you the theory that Snowpiercer is a sequel to Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory? <laughs> Tell me again. All the characters in the car, like the the bosses, each boss in the car is a different child character from Willy Wonka. Hmm. Like the teacher is Veronica. Okay. Um, uh, Mike TV is is like the um, the the head uh, like army guy. All that like just crazy, crazy. There's there's more than a few YouTube videos that show it. I strongly hmm. suggest you check some of them I out because it holds up. It's a very Korean film. It is the most. Yes, it is. It is American, but it's also extremely Korean at the same time. Which, if we've learned anything from Parasite this year, is that Korean movies kick ass. Well, and same director. Wait, was it? Correct. Yes. Shut your face. Yes, and Harvey Weinstein gave him a load of shit making this movie. Uh, I think. I think we stand with the rest of the world when I say fuck Harvey Weinstein. Well, yeah, exactly. Right. What did he know? Um, He knew how to uh, uh, sexually harass women. Yeah. Manipulate uh, poor Russian girls. Anyways, no, that's Donald Trump. You're thinking? Oh, God, this just got so dark. Snowpiercer. <laughs> Snowpiercer is amazing. Awesome film. Awesome, awesome film. Yeah, same director. Um, so that literally rounds out my nominees. Okay. Well, I'll give you the rest of mine. Can, right, can, can we just talk about Snowpiercer a little bit more? Because yeah, I yeah, feel like we ahead. need to. That is a dystopian movie never told like that before. No. It's usually when you think of dystopia, you think of like Soylent Green, you think of Blade Runner and stuff like that, where there is action, mm-hmm. but the Snowpiercer action is on 11. It is on 11. And, <sighs> and there's there's a, a slight campiness there, there is to a, it. It's like it a, doesn't take itself too seriously. It's like a reined in Tim Burton. In like a poignant, a little more poignant, Tim Burton. It's like it's like if Tim Burton directed the raid on Under Siege Two Train. <laughs> if that makes sense. <laughs> Sorry, I just combined three completely <laughs> random things. Um, Snowpiercer yeah, no, is well done. Well amazing. Done. Well done. So good. It's really good. Um, Stylized up the wazoo. I think I think we leave it in there because, like I said, I was going to replace Grand Budapest with one of my honorable mentions, but. Um, it's really good. I got a, I got a, I got a rogue nominee for you. It, wait, is this what you're gonna throw in for your, your for the final one? I still have two more because. You oh, I thought you were to, gonna, uh, I thought you were gonna take Budapest out and uh, replace it. 
Give me, give me. I did. All right, give but me, I still have two more. Okay, give me your, give me other two. What we do in the shadows. I didn't see it. Ah, comedies get no love. They get no love from the Academy. <laughs> and when you talk to people about this film, everyone loves it. It's like undeniably lovable. Is this Johnny Depp? No, 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 no. It's um. Oh God! It's a guy from Flight of the Concords. It's a. Oh. It's like a mockumentary. About these vampires living together. Oh, okay. <sighs> it's so good. Didn't they do a series out of this? They did do a series out of it. Okay. But the film itself, fantastic. Um, we're talking the best films of 2014. That was definitely one of the best films of that year. That's a strong statement, dude. It is. Right, and you'll go see it and you'll undeniably right, uh, which, agree with me. What's your last one? Fifth and final nominee for films that were released in 2014. It's a buddy film. It's a rom com. It's a coming of age. Two of my favorite people worked on it, being me and you. Joey, I am so sorry. Don't be sorry, because I brought it. It's Eternity the Movie. It's one of the best films released in 2014. I am so ashamed. And I thought you set me up for the spike with I'm this one. I am so ashamed, wow. dude. Well, don't get me wrong. We filmed in 2012, so I could see you overlooking yeah, it. The, but it's theatrical oh, release man. was sandwiched in between Fury and Interstellar. Because <laughs> <laughs> I remember at the AMC 26 or whatever in New York that I was like, Wow, our poster doesn't compare to this nope, twenty least, by but... twenty Interstellar poster. Uh, Joey, we've we've only ever talked about eternity in the sense of bragging about that we worked on a movie. But like, let's let's talk it's, about it as a contender. It is welcome to the Snubbies Eternity. So not just uh, give because shameless plug <laughs> because you are um, the you are the creative juice I behind am. this movie. Lots of juice. <laughs> I don't want to clean it up on set. Give me the plot. Uh, two young men who... Who oddly resemble... Hall and Oates. Thank you. Uh, coming to terms with their... <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're, they're so alone in this world until they find each other. And when they find each other, this magic happens. Yet they don't know how to express their love for one another until it's too late. Thank God we all get second chances in life. They do get to express their love for one another. Yes, it's kind of a one-note film. Yes, it didn't have the box office as Grand Budapest. <laughs> but great. Great film. Can can I tell you what I what this movie does to me? Huh. It makes me want to make love, not just sex. Right. That's right. <laughs> and you know what? It was eligible for an Academy Award. We got the we got the paperwork from the Academy. Yeah. Uh, we decided to not make the screeners because I think it cost like seven grand or something to like make the screeners or whatever. But um, uh, best original song. Definitely should have been nominated. I don't disagree. Totally. I, my, so I've 
gone on record saying this and I will continue to say it. Mm-hmm. This was my favorite movie to work on in my entire career. Wow. And I'm not saying it just because it was you. No, um, it was a blast. It, it was an experience. Like, it was a 24-7 experience for three, four weeks, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. I mean, the cast and crew lived in a mansion together. <laughs> so blessed. And, you know, it was like the stars aligned for this film to be made. Yeah. Thank you, Ian's uncle. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Ian's uncle. Uh, and, you know, it's funny watching Under the Skin the other night. I'm like, Jesus, people were making like really poignant films. And we were in there making sax jokes and balls dude, jokes and boobies dude. jokes. And, but you know what? That's important. It life. is important because you very important. can't take things too seriously. No, and men have a hard time telling each other that they love one another. Joey, I fucking love you. And dude. I fucking love you too. And you know why we can comfortably say that? <laughs> because of Eternity we of the both movie. saw Eternity <laughs> of the Movie. So that rounds out my five. And I will say, and again, not uh, not because I'm biased, uh, probably one of my favorite soundtracks of all time. Oh, so strong. Just solid. So strong. Solid, solid. And let, let's not overlook, you know, that final scene when they get back together. Oh, beautiful. You know. Saxophone in the sky. Well, right before that, when BJ's telling him about his ailments. Yes. I'm so happy that you're here. You look great. We heard terrible rumors that you were dying. At least people are still talking about me. I am dying. What? I got the clap. No. You're dying from gonorrhea? After eternity faded out, women stopped wanting to sleep with me. So... I saw a lot of prostitutes. A lot. I don't think you can die from that. I spent everything I had. And I only have a few STDs to show for it. Uh, No doctors. When you know, you just know. Your your Uh, hair actually doesn't look that bad. (laughs) God. Michael and Barrett, God bless you. They just crushed that scene. They crushed the whole film. How much time did they rehearse beforehand? A lot. They were really passionate because, about because it. Because when we came on set, the first time on set, well, first off, me and uh, Chris uh, Chris Ernst, yeah. the DP, squared off immediately day one. <laughs> I was trying to Two help. Two alphas. Yeah, pretty much. I, and I love Chris Ernst. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. The dude is still one of my favorite people I've ever worked with. Oh, man. But it was funny because like day one, I was like, all right, guys, we're going upstairs for rehearsal. And he was like, nope, not doing it. I'm like, oh, motherfucker, <laughs> you and I are going to town on each other right now. Thankfully, they rehearsed weeks ahead of time. And do you remember we filmed that that scene that I'm referring to day one, two, or three? Yeah. And they were so hyper-focused. It was like, yeah. oh, man, like yeah. keep away from them. Let them do their thing. And it worked out because that's one of the strongest scenes of the film. Yeah. Um, Beautiful. So, yeah. Beautiful movie, dude. Yeah. Beautiful released movie. in 2014 in uh, 17 theaters, and it ran for two months. So I saw we it. We are uh, eligible for a snubby. I saw it twice uh, in, the, in the theaters. I feel like we got snubbed. Well, for sure. And I say we, because it was you and I. Okay, so we have our nominees. Okay, so here are the list of nominees. So we've gone from the original group of Birdman, Boyhood, American Sniper, Grand Budapest Hotel, Imitation Game, Selma, Theater of Everything, and Whiplash. And now, the only one to make it out of that group is Whiplash. (laughs) Along with Whiplash, Captain America, The Winter Soldier, Foxcatcher, Snowpiercer, Under the Skin... Force Majeure, What We Do in the Shadows, and Eternity of the Movie. That's what I'm talking about, dude. That's a snubbies list right there. That's a great lineup. Can we talk really quickly about the ones that we did not nominate? Real quick, Because I've yeah. got some heavy hitters in here, man. Do you want to just rip through your list? And just, yeah, I'm not, let's not even talk about them. Let's just like just okay. mention them and keep going. Um, 
Gone Girl, Guardians of the Galaxy, which I already mentioned, Edge of Tomorrow, Interstellar, The Babadook, John Wick, It Follows, and a movie that I saw for the first time a couple days ago, Nightcrawler. Oh, cool. Nightcrawler was awesome. That's on my honorable mentions as well. That one was awesome. It was awesome. Not one of the best films of the year, but really well done. If we if we moved it up to six, I would I would put Nightcrawler on. I mean, in the fact that both of you and I have this on our honorable mentions list, um, I also had Gardens of the Galaxy because it's a great movie. Maleficent? Did you see it? No, hard hard no. Oh. Yeah, no. I thought it was good. It was good. Come on. Whatever. Uh, I don't know why that. Edge of Tomorrow me. also on my yeah. Honorable edge of Tomorrow because uh, it's aging well. Yes, it is. Thank you. When you look back at that year of film, that's one that really stands out. And I need to say, Live Die Repeat is not the renaming of the movie; it is the poster of the movie. I A thought lot... it was the original name, and then they changed it to Edge of Tomorrow. I thought it was the other way, and okay. then they and then they basically said like, no, we never renamed it. We just mm. the poster. That was all that was on the poster. Okay. Um, another ScarJo film, Lucy. That year. Didn't see it. Luke Besson. Heard it was good. I was really tempted to put it on my list. Interesting. Only thing, it's really good and really poignant and re- it's a great action film. Just at the end, this isn't a spoiler. It would have been a timeless film other than the fact that they use a USB thumb drive mm. for a very poignant moment. And it's like, that's not going to age well. But I love Lucy. And I love Luke Besson. Dude, um, the more we talk about it, the more the year that we just had, plus this year, plus other years, Scarlett Johansson, she's going to go down as one of the heaviest hitters. She's good. She's really good. It's not just a pretty face. You know? Yeah, and all, all the Marvel movies, of course. Like She has time to do all these other movies in addition to all the Marvel stuff. Mm-hmm. A couple of films I wish I had watched, but I didn't. It Follows, which I watched a whole bunch of stuff online about. I prefer Duke, but keep going. Okay. Uh, and I'm the horror guy. Right, right. I, I thought it was going to be on your list. Um, well, I mean, it's definitely on my okay. also rants. Uh, the Raid 2. Oh, yeah. That it was... looks awesome, and I watched yeah. a couple fight scenes from it. Yeah. Um, and then well, Again, Korean movies. Yeah, and then, uh, most of these are foreign. Uh, a Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. I believe it's Iran. It looks really good. I didn't see it. I heard yeah. great things about it. Um, so that's on my I wish I watched, but I didn't actually watch it list. So... I think we've moved on, though. Interstellar, also great. A lot of people talk smack on it, but... A lot of people talk smack, but I... A little I, too long. I frequently look up certain scenes on YouTube to rewatch it. Also, it comes up in conversation a lot. It does. It's like... It does. Yeah, the bookshelf. Um, well, uh, I'm a big Neil deGrasse Tyson fan, and he brings that movie up a lot about how, like, we will never be certain what happens inside of a black hole, mm. but this movie took the most agreed upon theories it tried yeah yeah props to you interstellar all good my brother mm-hmm. all right so we've we've got some interesting ones here man um so we need to how do you want to do this now with our new format do we want to start disqualifying each other's let's do it all right you take one of mine off the list i think you're gonna go <laughs> i think you're gonna go captain america yeah i mean it can't okay. it can't be that good if it's not ragnarok then that, that's fair, man. That's fair. Okay. Um, for ahead. you, I'm going to take off what we do in the shadows just because I didn't see that's it. That's fine. And it's a comedy, so it, you know. All right. Happens. So we're left with uh, Whiplash, Foxcatcher, Force Majeure, Snowpiercer, Under the Skin, Eternity of the Movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to, I, I, sorry, I got to take Force Majeure off again because I didn't <gasps> see it. I, I really want to, though. Well, then we're kicking Foxcatcher off. I know, which pisses me off because that was. 
This is why we got to maybe plan the shit ahead a little bit. I know, more. because Force Majeure, I mean, this is a beautiful film. But here, so here's the thing we're actually left with movies that we actually completely agree on um, Whiplash, Snowpiercer, Under the Skin, and Eternity of the Movie. Great, great lineup. That is, I mean, I would sit down and watch any of those movies all day long. Wow. Wait, was that five or four? That was four. Whiplash, Under the Skin, Eternity of the Movie, Snowpiercer. Snow yep. That's four. That's it. Wow. Final four. Okay, so not Grand Budapest Hotel. Dude, us. I love these movies. I can't. <laughs> Man. Um, I, I am so smitten with Under the Skin right now. I am too. Okay, just top of my head. Just, I think it's going to get down to Whiplash and Under the Skin. Snowpiercer is really great. It's going to stand the test of time. People love it. It's a cult film. I don't think it's on the level of those two films. Because those two films are really, like, beautifully done. Okay. Impactful. I, I honestly thought I was going to go Snowpiercer final. Wow. I, I was wow. going that way. I really was. Okay, I mean, let, all right. It's let's, a good, you know. All right, Whiplash versus Under the Skin. Let's talk about it. Oh wait, wait, wait. We're just cutting Eternity. Is that what's happening? Well, you didn't say it in the three. In those oh, that's three. my bad. You know what? I mean, it's okay. Hey, you know but, what? It's okay. But wait, this. Do we go court of public opinion or do we say fuck it? This is our podcast and we award our own goddamn <laughs> okay, movie. How about this? Top three films of 2014: Whiplash, Under the Skin, and Eternity. The movie. Okay, sorry, Snowpiercer. <laughs> <laughs> sorry Snowpiercer um, sorry Force Majeure too God that's really yeah, that's hard my for bad, me to dude. swallow sorry. Um, it's okay when was the last time you had a hard time swallowing anything I know it just goes down so smooth <laughs> lots of protein too I read about that in Cosmo Man anyways uh, okay I'm gonna as the guy who wrote Eternity the movie God bless Are you taking everyone out? I'm gonna take it off Guys, go on iTunes right now and buy Eternity Just the Movie. It's, watch it. Oh, it's, it's in our top so three. Great. It's in our top three. Yeah. It's a top three. It's a third, third best film made that year. <laughs> Release that year. Release. Thank you. Okay. Whiplash versus Under the Skin. This is tough. It is tough because Whiplash, arguably, well, unquestionably, the more uh, financially successful of those two. Yes. More people saw it. Yeah. Um, Acting the okay, so let's break it down in like categories. Sure. Whiplash has the acting, undeniable. Absolutely, it does. Miles Teller, great. Um, it, it might even have the direction to it. Direction, cinematography. Ooh, I'm gonna go cinematography under the skin. I agree. I'm also gonna go screenplay under the skin. I'm and I, even well, though dialogue Whiplash was original, under the skin right. was adapted. That's true. Under the Skin, clearly better production design. Yes, bigger scope. Which one stays with you longer? Under the Skin. It does. And I think it says more about... Makes you think more. Humanity, more about relationships between men and women. They both pose really great existential questions. Under, under the Skin, obviously, is like, what does, it make, what does it take to be human? What does it take to be female? Mm -hmm. What does it take to be decent and empathetic? What does it take to be all those things? Um, whiplash what what does success mean does success have to be forced is success is talent natural why is why are we so driven by success why is it so important do the ends justify the means that's the biggest thing yeah. with whiplash 
do you go through hell to come out on top or do you not put someone through hell so that they can come out on top? That's very like, uh, do you want to lead like Michael Jordan or Kobe Bryant where everyone hates you, but you win? Or do you want to be loved by everybody and not be, well, Michael Jordan or Kobe Bryant? It's Machiavellian. Illuminati. All go. up in your body. <laughs> um, I think I know which one I'm going in. Whiplash is really impressive. And it's almost like the Academy really blew it by not recognizing it more yeah if if i just had to base this off of what the academy nominated i think whiplash would win in a landslide this is what pisses me off is that when people look back on it they're going to say oh it's that drumming movie and it's like no it's more than it's so much more you're on the edge of your seat the entire time what is it what does it mean to be a mentor right it's also a coming of age film you know it is trying to figure out what it is to be a man Puts his success above his own personal well-being. Mm-hmm. Blows Physi- off the girl. Physical and emotional. That car crash, dude, out of nowhere. And, you know, the the preparation that Miles Teller did for that film. Yeah. You know. Learned, basically learned lot. how to drum. Damien. Shiver. Uh, <laughs> this young auteur. Yeah. And everyone knew. Just from his first film, like, this guy's here to stay. Yeah. He's not going anywhere. He's also, since then, shown that he's not a one-trick pony, you know? Mm-hmm. He's diversified himself. But then you go on the other side, Jonathan Glazer. I yeah. mean, he made Sexy Beast. I still got to see that. Oh, it's so fucking good. Um, both don't make film, don't make a lot of films, so they really care about what they're doing. They've True. taken a lot of time. Yep, they're not they're not Woody Allen. They're not making one a year. No, under the skin though, and maybe it's just like a recency bias because we both just watched it. But my God, at the end of the day, just like two thousand one, just like The Shining, just like insert numerous Stephen King movies, I can think about Under the Skin in twenty different ways. Mm-hmm. And re- and Willy Wonka is kind of like the same thing. Yeah. I can rewatch it, find something else, overanalyze the shit out of it. Mm-hmm. Right. Whereas Whiplash, you can, it stays with you, right? But you're not dissecting it like, well, what did that necessarily mean? What did that? It was. It's very clear cut. Very to the point where it excels. Very right? very different endings. One is very triumphant. One is extremely tragic. Mm-hmm. Right. <sighs> Another another point for Under the Skin, there's a potential ravage scene that gets... I was gets, just going to bring that up. That gets stopped, which, watching it, I'm like, okay, here it goes down the drain, because you know Joey doesn't like ravaging. Nope. Um, and then something happens I'm not going to spoil. For those who don't know what ravaging is, Joey is not a fan of the rap with the E at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't stand well, it. When I say it like that, it's not that I am a fan of it. It's just that <laughs> it is an extreme deterrent for you. Yeah, don't make a film with that stuff in it. Anyway, <laughs> um, it it handles it so well. It definitely puts a spin on it. What is what is it to be a woman? What is it to be in that situation? What is the ideal? Right. So Tarantino is the last few films it's like this cathartic 
oh man, if only I could get my hands on Adolf Hitler or the Manson right. family. Right. And you get to feel like, oh, that's awesome. This does that in a certain way, very subtle. Um, but you're like, yes, like, I'm so glad that didn't happen for certain reasons. The, the, the reason to not to overanalyze a rape scene, but like, I don't know, you really can't even I use the word, word, can you? But it. you can call someone retarded. What's up with that? Okay. Now I was quoting Tropic Thunder to I defend know, myself. True, true. Okay. The thing about. I'm so sorry, the, Stephen Hawking. The thing about that scene at the end of Under the Skin, for those who haven't seen it, the thing, spoiler alert, if you need to. Have it earmuffs. Um, the the reason why it doesn't go through is because she is not human. She's an alien. She's an alien, which is what she she wants to become human. And the fact that she's not human saves her from not getting having ravaged. that experience, right? For having that, that experience, human experience, which is oh my god. Here we go. We're gonna we're gonna break it down. It's depressing her. Mm-hmm. She can't be ravaged because she's not human. So not, interesting. But not that she wants to be. No. Not that she wants it to happen. She, she's analyzing yeah. all these experiences that humans experience, yep. right? Yep. Throughout hundreds of thousands of years of humanity. Uh, and and I don't want to spoil the ending at all, but when you see the very end, yeah. you're like, okay, like I get it. Like biologically or whatever you want to say. Right, yeah, it's it's not it's, like, it's not oh, a, that's why that. It's it's not a depressing thing that she doesn't get ravaged because obviously you don't want her to get ravaged. No. But it's one of those things like yeah, the thing that was preventing her from being ravaged is also the thing that sh- makes her sad. Yeah, and not to overanalyze this one scene because this big picture of this it doesn't film come down this to isn't this that scene. important, right. right? But it's a little perk I think for you and I because we talk about ravaging a little bit, which is weird. <laughs> Only on the I podcast. Only it's on not, the it's podcast, not like we're going right? to stop recording and be like, okay, let's talk about ravaging. Um, but again, it's just, what is it to be human? What are the highs and the lows? The elephantitis character. Oh, God, that scene is so great. So good. You have this, this ticking time bomb with the man on the motorcycle. So there is this sense of urgency. It really, it covers so much ground. And... The special effects when you finally see what happens in the man. black liquid. Man. Heavy. Dude, that freaked me out. Heavy. It freaks me out. And it, yeah. they, they're not rushing through that either. No. When you see the skin floating, they really hold on it. Yeah. And it really I was makes not, you think. I was not ready for it. I not was at not all. ready for it. And then it happened. I was like, oh, geez. Not at all. Oh, man. And Joey, the enticement. I really don't think we need to. You know, beat know. ourselves up over this. I'm gonna go ahead and call it. I think so. And I did not expect this. I'm so glad this happened the way it did. Ladies and gentlemen, we are taking the 2015 Best Picture Oscar away from Birdman and the blah 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 mm-hmm. blah blah, and we are reassigning it to Under the Skin. It was the best film that year, dude. 24 hours ago, you would not have been able to pay me. To make that prediction. 48 hours ago, I was coming into this being like, Whiplash was the best film that year. It was For me, it was going to come like, down between Whiplash and Snowpiercer. Mine was Whiplash and Eternity, the movie, but, <laughs> you know. Oh, we're, totally, we're totally ending the episode on Eternity, the music. <laughs> yeah, why not? Give the people what they want. Oh, my God. Oh, I, I'm very happy with that. I'm extremely happy with I that. Too. Um, <sighs> Under the Skin just came out of nowhere. And, and I know I'm behind the game. 
it took me this long. It took five yeah. years for me to watch this movie. Same. That being said, holy shit, this movie's amazing. I mean, I think people can tell just in our passion talking about it. That so. it really affected both of us, and I think everybody should go out and see it. Not that Whiplash didn't affect me. Right? No, Whiplash is still... I mean, the thing is, like, if you're having trouble finding Under the Skin, just bail and go watch Whiplash. Yeah, totally. Totally. And there was definitely some snubs for the Whiplash film, and right. I think we'll maybe we'll revisit that. For who? Miles Teller? I agree. Yeah. Who won Best Director that year? Uh, Inuritu. Because oh, he won it back to back. That was like right. he. Because what was the what was the one before that? He did. Um, no, Quran did Gravity. He did uh, Revenant. The next year. Inuritu. Yeah. So yeah, he's he was what one of three directors to win back to back. Man, that's insane. That is insane. And again, Birdman was quite the feat. You know, yes. it felt like yeah. it was this one take thing. Well, yeah, and not discrediting cam. Definitely not discrediting Birdman in any way, shape, or form. Just simply saying, not the best movie. It just it lacked a little bit of something that i couldn't even like put my finger on whereas under the skin didn't lack anything in fact it it Grabbed was more than i ever expected it to be yeah and same with whiplash you know tough tough one great in hindsight Dude. great year so good coming into this i was like ah kind of a weak year i'm so happy right now yeah i am too i want to go watch under the skin again so we watch it together can we snuggle definitely but nice. like skin to skin well meat in the skin because <laughs> otherwise that's just creepy dude all right we'll keep some clothes on but we'll definitely snuggle no i meant like getting the meat sucked out of you from under the oh, skin oh yeah <laughs> oh good times man great times. all right what are we uh what are we talking about on the way out here um i don't know hall passes scar joe i'm you know <laughs> i know you're married but natalie portman's always been my uh my that's go-to right. I, I do love this kid i do love me some j-law though Oh, all right. Halftime Super Bowl. No, that's J-Lo. J-Law, Jennifer Lawrence. Because uh, <laughs> I got posed this question. Uh, J-Lo yep. or Shakira? Shakira. Go on Shakira. I think most men choose that. And most women choose J-Lo. It's the hips. Hips don't lie. Oh, you're just quoting songs now. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. Uh, let's see. Hit us up on uh, Twitter. Uh, I'm more on Instagram these days, I guess. Hit us up on Instagram. Uh, what else we got? We're going to do this again soon. Yeah, we're going to we're gonna try to get this. We're, we're in better places now. We can, we are we can in, get this we going. We are both in better places. We love each other so much. And I, and I like to think that our listeners love us as much as we love them. And you know what? You know what I need from the listeners? Hmm. I need a lot more interaction. I need comments on Instagram I, yeah. or Facebook or Twitter. Totally. I need you guys to go on iTunes and rate us and comment and I all like that, that stuff. Hey, I need, send us pics. Send us pics. We'll we'll put them on there. Send send us recommendations for awards that you want to see taken That'd be away. Cool. I would I would love our next episode to be a uh, a listener requested one. Let's do it, people. That would be good. And you know what? Maybe. Maybe if we pick yours, maybe we'll call you up to get your. Uh, we'll actually call you up while we're recording and get your little uh, your little input and see what you think. Ooh, that's enticing. That would be good, right? That's real enticing. All right, so let's do this, and we can do international calls. We got Skype for business. Sure, let's get involved. Bring it. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna go ahead and. Uh, do you want to? You want to leave with some maternity of the music? Yeah, let's do it. All right. What a year. It was a great year. What a year. All right, All Joey. Right. I love you, man. Love you too. See it coming if you walk right out of me. I'd be a prisoner.